0: Welcome back to the Water Cooler. I am your host, as always, Marley Silverbrand. And today on the podcast, I am joined by probably one of the nicest person you could find on TikTok. Uh, he is he goes by all the movie things. He talks about basically all things movies. Brian, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Marley, thanks so much for having me on here. Like that was really, really kind of you to say that. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, happy to be here. And yeah can't stop talking about movies obviously. So right. <laughs> you're all it. the movie things. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're like the fourth person that I've had on this podcast that I found just discovered and just befriended like on the film talk community. And oh, cool! can you, can you just like echo my enthusiasm for that community just because everyone including yourself mm-hmm. is just so welcoming and so nice and just so supportive. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah it,
1: it's kind of overwhelming, I mean, and, and surprising, you know, like, I've I've been on there for about four months, didn't know what to expect at all, you know, like, I'd heard all the, like, toxic stuff and, and all the other things, but I've been able to foster and find these amazing people, um, and especially in the Film Talk, you know, community, and we all share this, like, passion for you know, the the art of film, not not just movies themselves, but like filmmaking too, which is something I'm very passionate about. I, I love just how movies are made and, you know, and just all that, the hard work that goes into it and creativity. And I, I think a lot of us share that, that enthusiasm and, but it, we're also very supportive of each other too. Like we're always like very supportive of, of everyone's content and trying to like boost each other up, you know, cause I feel like, I mean people get torn down enough as it is. Why, why do that in here? And it's like, none of us feel like we're competing against each other, you know, and some people can feel that way in other communities, I think, but yeah, it's, it's been a crazy ride. I've I've loved every second of it. So. It,
0: it, it's totally gives me like the vibes. Like I've never went to film school. Like I went to community college and I took film classes there and it Mm -hmm. totally gives me like that vibe of just like, just interacting, like, I, like yeah. in that college setting of just like for
1: sure yeah i can see that yeah we
0: all have these same interests and just like we all want to get to that same goal of eventually working in the industry or even just like creating like our own first our our feature film and i just i just mm-hmm. love that we all like you said we, we just pick each other up and it's like it's, yeah it's, it's it's so amazing but
1: yeah yeah it's been awesome
0: i i say working in the industry but like i just discovered like just from a live that you did with like one of the other film talk like people mr stupids yeah. mm-hmm. uh like i found out that you worked on green room <laughs> like, yeah. like that's one of yeah, my yeah. favorite films like that's awesome out I love in that. like the last 10 years so it's like oh very
1: cool yeah
0: yeah uh so um what what was it like kind of working on like just like a like i that's still like a, it's an a24 production and very yeah. very independent i'm pretty sure like a very small like a small crew size. So it wasn't sure. like you were working on Avengers, but you still yeah, had it. Yeah, no,
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause I tell people like I'm the budget was about 5 million, which sounds like a lot, but compared to like, yeah, if you compare it to like an Avengers, it's literally like a drop in the bucket, you know mm-hmm. I mean? But 5 million goes a long way, you know, especially with the kind of film that green room was, it was really perfect for it. And, um, yeah, it's like, by the time we were finished with it, you just felt like, like a family. It was, a, I've been on other productions and stuff before, but this is the first one that I've felt actually like real connection with everyone, even the cast. And I felt sad to leave. Like, I was like, let's, I don't want to like stop making this movie, you know, cause all these people are so great. I would look forward to going to work every day and it's like that's it's long, hard days, you know, and like and it's physical and it's not glamorous. It's dirty. It's like an industrial kind of environment. You know, and um yeah, it was just an amazing experience. And I, it's one of my uh, like favorite experiences of my life. I'll never forget it. Um very influential on on me. And I still like am connected with a lot of those people too. uh like I talk to the scripty all the time. She's local here in Oregon, um, so like, and the whole crew was was local mm-hmm. uh, for for Portland, the Portland area. Uh, we shot it all in in Portland and surrounding areas. Some on the coast, some in like the um, other rural areas of Oregon. So it's kind of all over. Yeah, but it was it was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that. It's like it was like working like with a family and just like Mm -hmm. you you love like the camaraderie around that because i've i've worked on very like few film film productions but the few that i've been on like uh, i worked on this one production it was called the other kids and we basically we got it it, it's basically explored like that last year in high school like you're Mm -hmm. you're a senior in high school you're a senior in high school and you don't really know what to do with your life it's like it's mm-hmm. like, oh, do I go to college? Do I join the military? It's just, and, and <laughs> stuff like that. So we took that was like, literally me. <laughs> yeah, we went to yeah. we went to uh, like this one school, and we just we just casted like twelve of these kids, and we basically <laughs> oh, wow. we basically just fill we uh, we got all their permission, and we just filmed them for like for like one year, one summer, and then that turned into like oh, eleven wow. months, and huh. there was no script. And we basically, cause like, I remember we filmed like this one scene on, on like this football field and yeah. we had like, we were doing like a, like a drink underage drinking like scene where they're just like having <laughs> like a good time and just kicking back like after finals. Uh-huh. And like the kids came up to us and we're like saying, Hey, uh, like, we're not gonna like hide the alcohol bottle. Like it, you, you don't there's nothing to hide here. And we're just yeah. like, you know what? Just throw it away. And like <laughs> because of that reason, we gave like the kids writing credits because it's like oh. they knew more they <laughs> right. knew more about being kids than we did because we were Oh yeah, like, yeah. Especially the director the director Chris Brown, the other Chris Brown, mm-hmm. as I always say. But yeah. uh like he uh like was way out of high school, so he didn't know what it was like being a kid. So it's like
1: oh, yeah, that's fascinating.
0: I just th- like that was such like a fascinating production because it yeah. felt like summer camp because it felt crazy. Like, It felt like I was a camp counselor just like counseling these kids <laughs> and I <laughs> right. don't know, but that was yeah probably one of the most unique productions I've ever that's worked super on. Super cool, yeah. I love I love that kind of. I mean, that's that's the
1: like the beauty of like this, you know, this community and and just the the art of filmmaking. It's it's there's no. Really one way to do it, you know mm-hmm. there's you can i mean that's a perfect example, like you guys just went for it, mm-hmm. you know, and there's like no, let's just like it's almost like cinema Verite in a way, you know, like it almost sounds like a documentary style,
0: mm-hmm. and you're
1: kind of just like, let's just throw the camera on these kids and see what happens kind of thing, you know, in a way, so that's, right, that's awesome, I love that,
0: yeah, I believe like uh the director chris Brown actually he, he coined the term fixumentary yeah because (laughs) it was like it was fiction perfect but like these kids are real but we didn't actually use their real names but it was like totally real stories and stuff like that about like what they experience it was i'm still in contact with those kids like today and like it's so cool it's so cool because some of them like they went into acting because like that was like got fascinated with like the filmmaking production yeah and they're like i'm gonna be an actor now this is so cool And some of them were in the military. Some of them right. were just like, yeah, it's it was it's absolutely like a, like an awe inspiring experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, this is I'll my like my for. this was my first production. I got, I got to meet <laughs> like this really <laughs> yeah. nice like director, and he was like, when I when I interviewed for it, I, like I found it in like um new like a newspaper article, and he was just looking. Oh, geez, it was, it was in the, the small town that i grew up in and he just posted it in like the the paper like the local paper not expecting to get anyone and i was like yeah 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 i i don't know that was a long tangent but but i don't know that's what i love about like this industry because yeah we're all trying to like get to the same goal of like Mm -hmm. we either got a feature to produce or and stuff like that but i don't know
1: (laughs) or or even just a music video you know even Mm -hmm. those are kind of like or and like commercials are very different to shoot, too. I mean, those are usually like a couple of days, yeah, um, but um, yeah, they're each one's for me each one's been a unique experience and um, and like Roger Deacons, who's like I mean, I basically almost worship the man, he's like the the greatest cinematographer of all time, but he's he's always looked at. Um, each set as a learning experience like he he goes in and he's like he's seriously like the great I mean he's been around forever he's shot the most gorgeous films that we all know and love and um, he still goes into each film like not pretending like he knows everything you know what I mean like he expects to learn something on a set and and that's kind of attitude you kind of have to take you know because you really don't know what you're going to get
0: that that's uh, crazy because yeah. isn't he yeah. like eighty years old? And yeah, he's, he's up so, there. It, yeah, it, yeah. I mean,
1: he's shot just about almost every Coen Brothers movie, you know. And uh, he's finally won an Academy Award. Finally, he shot. Yeah, like <laughs> that's the thing. Like I was, I always right. called him the Martin Scorsese of of DPs because he would get nominated so many times but never won mm-hmm. until finally, just a few years ago, he he finally won. Did he win for
0: Sicario? I think was, um,
1: you know, I think it was skyfall actually.
0: Well, I think that one was well earned because skyfall is such a beautiful film. It's like, yeah,
1: yeah. It's,
0: I remember, I remember sitting in the, in the movie theater and like when that boat scene comes in with like the lights coming off the water, I was just like, Oh my God. I, I I think I like, I, I thought I died and I went to heaven, and, I was like, and then the and then deacons brought me back. And he was just like, yeah, "This so is what heaven, yeah, it's so perfect." Yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's something about that man's eye that is just is, is just yeah. He sees things that we don't see, you know. Yeah, yeah for
1: sure. And that's
0: what that's what I love about cinematography too, and I'm sure you love, the, uh, like for those reasons too. It's just like yeah, you're you're like you're painting like this word picture that you're tr- that you're trying mm-hmm. to show everyone else and mm-hmm. that you think is amazing. And you're trying to convince those people that they, that it's amazing and, and yeah. stuff like that. It's so, yeah. yeah. Like you're doing like a, like a, like a TikTok series right now, uh, that I'm, I'm yeah. totally like intrigued on about lighting. And yeah. it's totally like, I, I will admit I am the first person, like when I'm shooting, like, like a video, I am very like dumb when it comes to lighting. Like I'm raising my hand right now. Right. So I'm really, I I was too. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm very like, like when I have a camera in my hands, I'm very just like, let's go, like always be shooting and stuff like that. Like, right. Cause you you never want to miss anything and stuff like that. No, totally. Yeah. And and
1: that's, that's a good like mindset to have, especially in documentary, you know, where it's mm -hmm. just like, Hey, let's just capture this real experience, you know? And, and, um, but that, that can help you with, you know narrative filmmaking too and it's funny you say that like you mentioned that too because that's where deacon started was documentary um and then eventually you know of course gotten to where he where he is today
0: mm-hmm. so um i always have to ask this question especially for people that are into movies like um uh, like yourself is like where did this spark like like mm-hmm. i know it's the common question of like like what movie it was but like there's, there's gotta be something like some moment in your life, whether it was a movie or just like, you just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to try my hardest to like just make this a part of my life as much as possible. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, that's a really good question. Um, I do get asked that pretty often. And like, I kind of tell a little, little bits differently. I mean, generally, generally it was my mom. So it goes back to when I was a kid and we always watched movies all the time. I have like really great memories of, of like just having movie night at home, you know, and this is back in the VHS days. And, um, we'd even record, you know, back then you could record a movie from TV that was showing on like your local station or whatever. And, um, so we had, we had plenty of those VHSs with the commercials still in there and everything. And, um, but my mom was very much into movies, and she like was, she like knew all the actors and everything, and like uh, just could ramble on about who's in what kind of thing. And so that's kind of where I I got that element. I just took it to another level, basically. And every year we would watch all the award shows, um, especially the Academy Awards. That was like our our annual thing. And um, yeah, we, I, that's where my like my real fascination with movies came from. And, um, at first, and I was really a creative person myself and, um, eventually I got on a photography in high school and that like opened me up to the camera and like seeing things through this, literally through a lens, you know, and being able to like frame things and compose things in a different way than what we see every day, you know? So that kind of passion went into it. And then it's funny, you mentioned like the whole thing of like, you don't know you know like as a kid in high school i was at that point where it's like i didn't know what i wanted to do i thought i wanted to do graphic design and but i was like unsure of myself and thought like i'm not gonna be able to get a scholarship so i'm gonna have to get money for college so i ended up joining the navy and put all these like creative things on hold and uh was in the navy for ten and a half years (laughs) and thank um, you for your service Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate that. It was, it was amazing. I I needed it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I needed the structure, but, um, while I was in the Navy, I, I had a real life. I won't go into the details, but, um, a pretty life altering moment happened and, um, it shifted some things. And I was like, I was having these really very vivid dreams, you know, and, um, And I really got back into writing. I was into writing when I was a kid and I finally got back into it. And I was like, you know, I'm, I was, these things in my head felt like scenes in a movie. And I started just writing them out and writing things down and, and just in like a haphazard form, you know, no real structure to them. They're just jotting things down. And then I started looking into screenwriting and how to write scenes and like, was just like getting other screenplays. And I was like, what? maybe I should look into this. I really love this. And like, this is kind of helping me get through something. And then I started like going forward with that more and like looking into film school. And I finally, you know, went into film school. Um, I did an online film school, which I don't recommend anyone (laughs) to. It was pretty, it's pretty, pretty terrible, but (laughs) I did get all my screenwriting stuff done, which was great. You know, and I, I like wrote a bunch of shorts and I wrote a feature, um, which is probably one of the hardest things like to do that I've found as far as writing goes, like writing a feature screenplay was a really great experience and it really tests you in so many different ways. But but yeah, that's kind of how how it all really
0: started. And it's been that, crazy from there. That's amazing. Just the, the the one thing that I think that I got from that and what I've been learning pretty much for th- 31 years on this uh, <laughs> like on this planet is yeah. and I, I echo that like completely is that like you you kept your like you put everything on hold like your creative life on hold and joined the navy but like mm-hmm. when something like sparked like you wrote it down and yeah i feel like that's like probably one of the most important things like especially like working in our industry is like like you you can get creative like bursts like at any, at any moment. And like my mom, my mom like keeps telling me to this day where like, if I like have a dream and stuff like that, just write it down. Just because Mm -hmm. you like, you, you never know, like when, like you're, you're going to meet someone and be like, Hey, I want to, I want to create this. This is, this is like an awesome story. Yeah. I, I I just think that's so amazing. Just like, especially like, just like the way our brain works too. Right. Their brain is like, probably screaming at us right now like hey like you've got this i've got this really great story and we're just kind of blocking it out so yeah i like i like have so much inspiration for you brian for for like just (laughs) writing down like every like like those stories that just popped up and i I think that's Mm -hmm. amazing yeah
1: no thank you i appreciate that yeah it's it's uh yeah it is is something because there is something inside you especially if you're a creative person like I mean, I well, I I take that back. I definitely buy into the philosophy that all humans are creative. We always talk about like, oh, I'm not a very creative person. But I've always maintained, and I've learned this recently over the years, you know, as I've gotten older that we've all been creative. We just at some point stop doing it because we're like, oh, this isn't what society is telling me I should be doing. Or this isn't serving me in some other financial way or blah, blah, blah. But it's like being creative and doing creative things, even just like coloring is creative. And that can like, that feeds you as a human being so much that we, that we don't even realize it. So I, I always tell people, you know, like, no, be creative, do something that's like that you haven't done in a long time. You know, that was creative that you did even as a kid, you know, cause we're as kids, we were all creative you know, we're all always drawing, always painting, making a mess, doing something creative and different, you know? So I think it's important that we try to get, get back to that, you know, and, and something inside of us kind of drives, finds a way to get, get out, you know? So
0: I I think, I think that's like immensely important. And what I think was interesting, like we won't mention like the global pandemic like too much like right now, but mm-hmm. like, it's really sad kind of like businesses that are shutting down. But mm-hmm. the thing yeah. that I always kind of like go back to is that like movies, like they may have struggled and movie theaters are struggling right now, but the, the movie like movies and like artists will always be making mm-hmm. content. And yeah. I feel like, yeah. like, like even like after like the great depression or even like the 1918, like, like pandemic, like artists mm-hmm. were still making, making stuff. And right. like I find that amazing. Like our industry, like we, they may say like on the news, like, Oh, this industry is like, like it's, it's going through rough times, but I feel like that's yeah. when, that's when artists, that's when we thrive because yeah. like, I like created, like we're 58 episodes into this podcast and oh, like, wow. I created this mm-hmm. during the, like the start of quarantine. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I wasn't doing anything with my life and I'm just like, I don't want to just sit here like watching like the news and just kind of like moping around. So I wanted to like actually do something. It's like, I couldn't like go out and like, like I could go out and film, but everyone was out. Everyone else is kind of (laughs) playing. Yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. That's kind of hard to get people to join you to film.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, I I think like technology, like the access Mm -hmm. that we have to like create just like, pretty much anything and also just i know tiktok is like known for doing a lot of bad things out there but it's like i think the what i love about tiktok is that it kind of echoes what you're just talking about just like writing stuff down Mm -hmm. yeah and like that tiktok like basically forces you to like like basically record something and then post it like right away and it's like i think that like that it's definitely that process definitely helped me just because i can do like an audio recording of this and just and push it out like no problem but
1: yeah, i've exactly. always had
0: like an issue of like being in front of the camera because i'm like oh mm, well, yeah me I too feel like i'm not <laughs> i feel like i'm not the best looking of like of 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 like the like uh, of anyone like around me but uh-huh. i think tiktok is like like i don't don't know it's just it it allows me to just like have no sensor and just put it out put it out yeah
1: and that's that's i mean i've I, i you know echo that exactly myself i'm so used to being behind the camera that i'm like i i feel those same things like i'm not you know i don't consider myself to be like camera worthy you know they say oh you got a face for radio kind of thing and uh which I actually, think, actually did radio in high school, but
0: <laughs> I, I, I think that is probably like the, like the nicest insult someone could ever say. It's like, Oh, you got face the <laughs> yeah, yeah. radio. I'm like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You really gotta, like, so you're saying I have a good voice, but yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, totally. Like, and, and you just kind of like, I, I, think, I think, it goes back to like, just that drive of like, I gotta, I gotta have this outlet. I gotta use this outlet. I don't care about like being on camera. And there's other ways around it too. You can always create other ways without being on camera too. I've found a lot of people do that, but um, yeah, I just like got over it, you know, like, and I've slowly let my like personality come out more. And it's, it's interesting too, because it's like this history of your evolution in a way. Cause like, I've gone back and looked at like some of my earlier TikToks when I first started and I'm just like, Oh man, these are kind of rough. And you know, and like, How different it is now. Where I'm, I'm not as robotic, you know. I'm a little more animated. A little more of my humor has come out now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like I, I totally get. I've totally gone, gotten over the whole like, oh, how do I look thing, you know? Because I mean, sometimes there's like, I mean, you you've seen it on TikTok. There's some people that literally just roll out of bed, and throw the camera on, and they're just like, uh. Sorry I look like shit but uh
0: I got to I got to say this thing. Yeah, right. So I I believe I actually had a TikTok just like that because I remember <laughs> I was scrolling through this is what I do every single morning. I don't know if it's yeah. healthy or not. I open up TikTok, <laughs> yeah. I'm scrolling through and I uh-huh. scrolled through like that that well we can bleep it out if we want. Like if you want to become a sponsor, Applebee's like, that would be great. But, (laughs) but it's the Applebee's song from TikTok. uh And it was like the the waiters dancing around. And I I immediately got up and I was just like, Oh, sorry. My hair is a mess, but does Applebee's exist in 2021? (laughs) I was like, I, yeah. I, I was totally dumbfounded because I was like, I haven't set foot in Applebee's since. <laughs> I know I, I can't tell you that like, yeah, last time I did either. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's kind of the beauty of of it, you know. Like, we just are just driven to like share our stories and to share our piece of ourself, mm-hmm. you know, and our our perspectives on things. So it's yeah, it's been and- really really cool.
0: I think it's different than something like Instagram too, or even like yeah. YouTube, YouTube right. over the years, I'm trying to start like a YouTube channel for this podcast as much as I can, but YouTube cool. has changed over the like the last, Oh
1: my God. Yeah. 15 years. Oh yeah.
0: And like, it's so, I feel like it's like easier to reach out to people like on TikTok, like YouTube. It's oh, like, yeah. it's all, it's all corporations at this point. Not saying mm-hmm. that like any of those corporations are bad, but it's like, I remember what like like I'm old enough to remember that like like when YouTube first started and it was like mm-hmm. like it was like like family home videos and stuff like that and that's what yeah. TikTok is kind yeah. of is now and uh-huh. it's like uh I I that's what I think that's what I appreciate about TikTok it, uh to like to to this day is that mm-hmm. it's like the everyman and it's not like yeah. Stephen Colbert yeah a good way yeah, that's a good way <laughs> it. yeah.
1: right. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I feel the exact same way because I've, I've been able to reach more people. I've tried YouTube before, you know, and like I will I will admit to it, it wasn't like I wasn't all in on YouTube when I did it um, just because it's like, it's what I do for work anyway. Like I do video and photography and it's just like, ah, oh, this is just more work. <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of work, you know, where TikTok is like, I can crank out a TikTok, you know, in like 10 minutes, you know, if I want to do something, you know, a little more produced or whatnot, but, mm-hmm. um, but I'm able to like reach out and interact almost instantly with more people than I ever was on YouTube. You yeah. Know, so
0: And I, I think, I think what what I, this is not going to be a TikTok advertisement, but like yeah, if yeah. TikTok <laughs> wants to give you money; that'll be great. Yeah, hey, we're but like just, yeah, yeah. It up. And, and Brian too. Like you got more followers than me, so get that creator funds. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <really>. you know? <laughs> but like but I think uh, like your other your other friend, uh, Mr. Snidbits. Like I yeah. remember him talking about like how TikTok kind of reminds him of like like Ready Player One. And mm. you, have have you read that book or? <laughs> no,
1: I have not. No, no.
0: Like that, that book kind of goes into like, just like people, like it's a, it, people living in a virtual world and like sharing mm. content and mm-hmm. like kind of remixing other people's content, like people taking someone else's content and but totally. putting their spin on it. And yeah. like TikTok is kind of like a half-baked version of like what Ready Player One is. Like oh, I, yeah. I I can totally see that. I highly recommend like you're reading the book, the movie movie's fine, but yeah, that's what I've heard from other
1: people. Yeah. People have told me like read the book first and then like, yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, But I don't Um, know. Like, like the movie is like fine. It's just like, it's a Steven Spielberg joint. Steven Spielberg is one of my, he's one of my idols. Like I think every film filmmaker basically has to say that. Like it's, it's on the, it's it's undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His
1: impact is undeniable but,
0: yeah uh but i don't know that i, I just think that that's kind of an interesting take from one of our uh fellow film, film talk people oh um, yeah yeah totally that makes yeah. sense yeah but, i feel that for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah um i don't know it's just uh, i i didn't I, I don't know about you but i like when i started making like content on there i had no idea like like w- I would be at this point like meeting like mm-hmm. wonderful people like yourself and just like, it, <laughs> like I, like I, I keep telling people all the time, like I was on the verge of like deleting it. And I was just like, right. this, this is just too much. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I I was, I've been there a few times, you know, mm-hmm. where like I, and e- even like my first, like I was on TikTok before I started creating, I was on there for like a few weeks just kind of like observing and like I I took it as like a learning, a time to like just take things in and learn and and put away what I what I didn't really like and take away what, you know, I, I, I did like and what I want to do for myself, you know, and really figure out what is it that I want to do with this platform, you know, and I even think even since then it's still kind of evolved and I think it's always going to do that. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, like, in the beginning, it's just, it's pretty, it's, yeah, it's intimidating, it's overwhelming, it's just, like, all these things, you are kind of lost in this, like, vast ocean of content and people, and, like, you put these pressures on yourself, you know, and, um and then you get to a point where, at least for me, I've, I got to a point where it's like, I can't do it for followers and views and like all that stuff that stuff's great that's awesome and it's like allowed me to like continue connecting with other people and um really just you you know you do want your audience to grow and and whatnot that's just a natural kind of thing but you can't do it just for that you know because then you're going to kind of drive yourself crazy and and uh and then let's not get started on the algorithm
0: Uh, (laughs) you know so i i think like the algorithm is like forget like that one movie term. Maybe you can help me out with this, but it's it's like mm-hmm. it, it, it it I feel like it's like this invisible hand where people yeah like it's super funny like seeing like those videos come across on my for you page where people are like, I figured out the algorithm. You gotta have like two minute you gotta have <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it, it's it's almost like a s like a snake oil salesman where it's just like but in reality I I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's no one's
1: gotta figure it out.
0: I don't think anyone like I think it's all like just like bogus. Like it right. like if you just like create content, people will gravitate towards yeah, the like the stuff that you're interested in and stuff. Exactly. Like, that. like yep. there's no science behind it and it's just like no. yeah, I'm sure there is like obviously like coding, but like people oh, like yeah. I, People try and make it out like, oh, like I figured it out, the science and stuff like that. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's not that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you said it. You said it perfectly. It's like you can't, if you're trying to do it for the algorithm, then you're missing the point. Mm -hmm. You know, like your audience, and that's what someone told me early on too. Was like, just create the stuff. Like, stay curious. Is what I. As what people have told me. And so I tell that to other people too, Is like, stay curious about your niche, your content, whatever it is you're interested in, just share that. And your audience is going to find you, you know, don't try to like search for your audience. Cause that's not, that's not going to work for you. You know? Um, yeah. And that, that's kind of how I've grown is just, I've just like allowed people to find me. And like, there's the whole like a uh, slot machine analogy that has been used that I love that. TikTok is just a slot machine and every post you post is just another crank on the handle. And sometimes you hit and sometimes you don't, you know, it's mm-hmm. like and it's always random. You never know what all the ones that like have hit for me. I have no idea. You know, I just thought like there was this one Gene Hackman thing I saw. I was like, Oh, there's this picture of Gene Hackman going around and he's, and people have like questioned whether or not he's alive and he's still alive and everything. So I thought that was awesome. I love Gene Hackman. And there's this fun story from, from Superman when he was Lex Luthor about how Richard Donner got him to shave his mustache. So I was like, oh, cool. I'll share this story attached with this, you know, this news about Gene Hackman. And I was not prepared for like how many people love Gene Hackman apparently because it, <laughs> it was insane. Uh, yeah. And th- that's how it is, though. Like, I never know, like you know, I'll put a lot of work in a one too. I'm like, Oh, like this has a lot more like production value to it. And this one has potential blah, blah, blah. If it wouldn't do anything, you know, but then I'll talk, like I did like a review on like the Val documentary and that one, you know, I do a million reviews I'll you know, like a lot of my top content is reviews on movies and none of them go anywhere. You know, I'm not expecting them to, but, um, but yeah, the Val documentary one, just like, Blew up too, and I was like, "Okay, I got right. it." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then, you just gotta keep cranking them out, you know, and just you'll so get a hit.
0: I, I got, I got a question. Since you mentioned you do movie reviews, I've got a question about videos blowing up. I, I just have to know. The Dear Evan Hansen review did that blow yeah. up? I, it, I hope not. <laughs> it didn't. It did not. Like it,
1: it got <laughs> it. It got in the thousands. I got a, a few thousand.
0: Okay, no, reviews, I'm really glad but... that it it got over a thousand. Just because at least it made that trip to the movie theater for you, for to see. Yeah, go, it's <laughs> yeah. Not trying it's to a... trash Dear Evan Hansen, no, totally. but I'm I mean... trashing Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank I you know. for taking it's... that bullet. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. it. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I like I do whatever I can for my people. You know, I'll I, yeah, I'm here for you. So <laughs> right. I watched the I watched the like terrible stuff. So you don't have to. You know, yeah.
0: But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That movie, like, I almost kind of, I had a free movie pass, like, on mm, the yeah. theater that I would go be going to. And I was yeah. very tempted. But then I saw the runtime to that. And I was like, oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> oh, boy, that's two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was something I didn't mention in my review. It was like, it does feel long. And yeah. you're just like, oh, damn, it's still going. Yeah, right. like, I know. Yeah, and that's a bad sign, you know, when you're like thinking about the runtime while you're watching the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, because some of the better movies, it's like, oh wow, I, I didn't want it to end. Yeah, just flies. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to like just like like creating content, and then no more D- dear Evan Hansen. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ben Platt. It's getting but... <laughs> it's getting enough press. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't... yeah, uh Like, I think probably one of like the most one of my filmmakers that i just really idolize like i i remember him saying uh like just create the content that you want to create and then the people Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that whole field of dreams analogy it's like if you build it they will come Mm -hmm. and i'm just like uh and that filmmaker by the way is richard linklater i absolutely yeah like i i love like all of his films and i Mm -hmm. think i like i echo that like completely where it's just like yeah it's just don't D- don't worry about followers. Don't worry about likes. Just like create mm-hmm. the content that I would like, and then there's going to be people right. that are going to be like me that are going to like like that content and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I just thought that was beautiful when I heard that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's true. It's it's tough to like remind yourself of that. Mm-hmm. I think in the midst of like trying to clamor or something together, especially when you're in those moments like you mentioned of like oh God, why am I doing this? Like, I just want to quit. This is not really, doesn't feel worth it. You know, it's really tough in those moments, you know, where you're just like, I uh, think I'm done, you know, but it's, yeah, just right. remind yourself that. I've had to remind myself that plenty of times.
0: You right. Know. And I think another thing to like remind yourself too, and like I've, uh, like I've heard this multiple times and I think like with the age of the internet and the world that we live mm-hmm. in, like we're constantly worried about views and stuff yeah. like that. And I think like the most important thing that i ever, ever like heard was like, like, don't worry about views, but if you get 30 views on your video, like if 30 people breached your door right now, Brian, like, you Oh would yeah. Be like like <laughs> what the heck? And I'm like, yeah, well, like <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have enough space for you people.
1: Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that recently too. Like, I love that too. It's like, Oh yeah. Like that's, that's quite a a chunk of people. I mean, you think Mm -hmm. about it, you know, and, and it's funny because like, if you would think about it too, if like, you're going to do public speaking and there's like, you know, a hundred people in this space, you're like, oh damn, I got, I don't know if I can do this. Like, but it's so, yeah, it's this weird disconnect, you know, like it's something to like really remind yourself about that. Hey, I mean, if I was to do this publicly in front of these people, I don't think I could do it, but mm-hmm. that's just another, oh, another way to look at it too. Is like, this is like something I'm kind of like, I'm able to do that. I didn't think I would be able to do, you know, like I wouldn't probably be able to do this in public in front of people, but I can use this platform still and reach more people than I thought I could, you know? Yeah. And regardless if it's 30 or 3000.
0: Yeah. I just, like, I, I remember it was just, like, when I heard that, I was just, like, it It, it, it just opened my <laughs> eyes and just, like, I yeah. don't want thirty people in my room. No. Right now. It's like, get out of here. Yeah. I don't have <laughs> enough I'm,
1: snacks for you people. Like, right? Yeah.
0: But, but like the post, please. Like the post. <laughs> yeah, but just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made
1: this for you. Just don't come to my house.
0: Like Right. You. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. Like, that... I, yeah but the, I I think that's just great and I think that it's like when when it yeah, comes to like that. yeah when it comes to like the like the internet it's weird that like that mm-hmm. that disconnect of just like yeah totally ex- I think it I, I don't know where it came from I think it came from like just viral videos in general and like like everyone's I feel sorry a little bit for like the younger generation too that like they grow up and they want to be YouTube stars. And I'm like, yeah,
1: like that's a legitimate career for people, which I mean, it kind of has, has been, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. for
1: the most part, but I will say there, there is some, there's like a network too that. Like a company that creates a network of YouTubers. Like I know that's been a thing too, where Mm -hmm. they'll like have all these YouTubers and it seems like they're doing it on their own, but they're really part of this, like more, um, larger network, mm-hmm. so so yeah. Like like you mentioned, YouTube has, has really kind of changed. Just in the past ten years alone, it's been like really dramatic. Um, I remember you being able to use YouTube for a company that I worked at, um, doing their marketing, and it was very easy. Just to like, you could like add links within the YouTube within your video, and like they were clickable and everything, and you didn't have to have so many followers. Um, or subscribers or views really. And you can do so many different things with it. You can link to other videos. Um, and then just like a couple of years later, they removed that feature and it totally like halted your ability to reach people and to like, especially with your, with or, like, if you had a company, it was so much more difficult to reach people within the video to mm-hmm. uh, connect them with your company or your brand or your product. and. um yeah, and then that's why everything now is getting to get dumped in the description, and you always hear that, "Hey, click my link in the description below, blah blah," because everything has to be there now because they removed that cool feature they had. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I, I remember when they took that feature away, and yeah, I think like just like another thing too is that like this is good. This is kind of the downside with like all the access to and mm-hmm. technology, just making it so easy to just put yourself right. out there, is yeah. that everyone and their mother. Is like getting on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or <laughs> like well, I don't know about Instagram. I don't know anyone that's like unless you're like a like like a Instagram celebrity or, right. or something right? Like yeah. that, but like I feel like like it gets overwhelming. Like for me, like sometimes where it's just like 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 I re- I remember like when I was like like the kid in high school. I'm sure you were <laughs> like you mentioned that too. Like you're that kid in high school with like the camera. And you're like, we were probably looked at as weird, but now it's like when you go outside, like everyone's filming something and <laughs> you're just, an influencer.
1: Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We were the influencer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were the influencers
0: back then. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, man. I, so I just, yeah, that's actually yeah. Uh-huh. funny. But, uh, <laughs> but, but what do you think about that? Just like that everyone kind of has access that, and they're just creating content like out there and like whether, that that's why i don't really like the term content just because it's like content is everything and it's it's like
1: a very broad (laughs) term right yeah Yeah. um yeah it's you know it's funny like i it's a double-edged sword you know and i've heard other people talk about this kind of thing too where it's like it's really great that we can connect with all these people that we've never would have had been able to before. Like, like you and I, for instance, we would not be able to do what we're doing right now because we wouldn't Mm -hmm. even know each other existed basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and but at the same time, when there's a responsibility that you have being able to like have like a phone with a, an amazing camera on it. Now I'm just, post whatever thoughts you want on the internet or on, you know, on any kind of platform. And, but like I said, it's a double-edged sword. It's really great. But then it can also be really terrible at the same time. Not just, not just terrible because of like, maybe you have some kind of hateful perspective on things and this is like just wrong, but also like, there's something to be said about your like mental health, you know? And like, I've had to like take breaks from posting things, you know, because like I just feel like it's taking like a lot of energy out of me and my headspace isn't right or whatever. And I try to be aware of that. And so I think like the long, there are going to be some long-term effects. Like you mentioned, there's a whole generation that this is all they know. You know, like I grew up, like I'm considered the, uh, if you want to get into like generational things, I'm like, that Xennial generation or elder millennial, whatever they're calling it, Mm -hmm. where I was born in 1980. And so I grew up without computers, but then also experienced computers and the internet in the early stages. You know, like I was always outside playing and everything. And, but this generation knows none of that. Like they only know all these screens around them and that they have access to uh, all these people. And um, that's another thing too, I think is like, trying to like be aware of yourself and and having boundaries with with all of this stuff is important um and setting boundaries for yourself just from a health perspective like don't you know don't allow yourself to have or don't allow others to have so much access to you you know because people can be very demanding and like let's say you get like people with like an incredible following like in the millions i can't imagine being bombarded you know constantly with questions and people feeling like they have a right to act to have access to you and those kind of things like it it definitely puts like the idea of like privacy and boundaries in, into question and mm-hmm. and you got to like you got to think about that stuff for yourself you know and and um there's another thing i want to mention too about like goes back to like responsibility as like just because you have this access doesn't mean you actually need to use it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like like filmmaking for example is very democratized now you don't need a huge budget you don't need like an ari alexa to shoot you know a, a short film or anything you can use your i mean steven soderbergh is using iphones to shoot films you know he's done like. And and they're great and like, the BTS of him is hilarious though because he's using like high quality production sound, but but then you see a BTS shot of him like in with a chair with, with like a yeah
0: with like a gimbal with a gimbal and an iPhone, <laughs> it's so funny. But I think uh, he's I remember, making it work. the The movie High Flying Bird, I seen the BTS yeah. on there. and I was just like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like I love that movie, but it's just like. Yeah. I'm just like, well, come on, Stephen. It's Steven. so funny. I know. Come on, Stephen. <laughs> but that's why I love him though, man.
1: Like he's like he's always trying to like push creative boundaries. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't need this huge budget. I love to shoot this stuff, but I'm going to try this new thing now. And that's the way right. he's always been since day 1, but um I,
0: don't, but yeah, I so like, like what I love about Steven Soderbergh too is that he <laughs> he always says that he's going to quit filmmaking and then oh, yeah. like two two years later oh, I yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah i know I like what i like, you
1: never quit because you were actually working on this film for like two years like
0: right <laughs> he's like well i just want uh, to make this.
1: <laughs> yeah i was just having a bad day and like decided to quit right yeah see so even it even affects steven Soderbergh. so there mm-hmm. you go like right. the idea of like giving it all up um, right but he's the creative bug Just gets him you know he's gotta like he's gotta put stuff out there you know But Mm -hmm. long story short, I I think it's, it's something we got to be aware of within ourselves, you know, and just, you know, just take it day by day, you know, how you feeling? Um, Is it healthy for you to do it? You know, is it getting to you too much? Maybe you need to take a break. Um, But yeah, just, there's a responsibility you have if you're going to like create content, you know?
0: Right. and Ultimately. I'm a huge advocate for like mental health and just like Yeah. Like me there's too. there's nothing I I'm a huge gamer too, so whenever like oh, I man, feel like yeah. I need to feel like whenever oh. I need to take a break, like I always go back to like like my like that Wii sports like you need to take a break with the, like, yeah. a like <laughs> right? with an open window. And yeah. it's just like I feel like my brain like has that like constantly, like when I'm creating content. That's like, good. Hey, you need yeah, to take you a break. Need it.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Like and the the, the, the like, kind of terrible thing is, too, people get so concerned, like, oh, if I take a break, if I don't post three, four times a day, that's going to hurt me. I can't do it. I can't stop, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you got to take a break, man. Like, those people are still going to be there. Right. You know, you got to, like, I mean, yeah, I've had even, to take a break a couple of times here just because, like, I just can't do it, you know, so. hmm
0: yeah um uh, but yeah that's a like i feel like another thing that we need to be aware of too is and you actually posted like a video uh like on this is like i'm totally like like i've seen like articles about this but everything that's going on with like iatze like that's a really bad segue but sorry about that but yeah no <laughs> you good but uh like we love movies and like i'm like like I feel like we're both old enough to remember, like that first writer strike that happened. Oh yeah, like like and was it two thousand seven? Was, that, was um,
1: that? It was. I think it was two thousand six, two thousand five, somewhere around there. Because um, I remember, like, I always used Lost as my like point of reference for that because it really affected a lot of TV shows, mm-hmm. and um, and you can tell too because like there was like this weird stage of like what happened here. You know, because he didn't have the original writers right. on. And um, yeah, so I think it was like 2006, 2007, it's, somewhere around there.
0: It's weird because I have a weird, I have like a point of reference for that too, but it's a weirder <laughs> movie. Oh. <laughs> it's, I'm kind of embarrassed to mention it, but you're a good friend, Brian, so I'll bring yeah. it up with you. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fan, obviously. Oh, yeah. Like Like I'm sure everyone is. And yeah, like I'm a, like I love National Treasure, and I remember when Book of yeah. Secrets came out. That came out right around, oh, like yeah. right around after the writer strike, and mm-hmm. I remember watching the BTS on that. And I just remember just seeing John Turtletop sitting on top of like the black, uh, like uh, the black hills of like North Dakota, like, yeah. or, like like just sitting on top of the rock, and he has the screenplay in hand, and they're like figuring out the story as they go along. Oh my god, and I'm like oh my god i'm wow. glad i have this dvd because this yeah. is like history in the making right no, now it's, it's like, like
1: <laughs> it's totally documented and they're like well this happened now we gotta we,
0: right. we've already got
1: all this money being spent every day we gotta go with it <laughs> right <laughs> holy like, hell yeah it's
0: like thank god we have nicholas cage the king yeah. of just, just like improv and just crazy right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but hey, i'll make it work but yeah.
0: I'll let you, since you've worked in the industry a lot more than I have, Brian, I'll let you talk a little bit about just like what's going on with like, mm-hmm. like what the, they're not striking yet, right?
1: No. Like, so what currently is, as far as like the latest news I've seen is they, um, they're sending out voter authorization, which just means they're, they want to get people to, to like vote on whether or not they will go on strike. So right now, and that, that takes time because there's so many, you know, folks in the union and there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of stuff with it. Um, I still, I'm still trying to keep up with it. Um, but, uh, it, it is long. I will say it's long overdue. Um, a lot more like corporations are becoming involved with filmmaking and creating content, obviously with like Netflix and Apple. I mean, who would have thought Apple was going to get into movies and TV, you know, but they're a corporation. They're not, you know, an, an Amazon too. Like they're not filmmakers. They're, they're just there to like get more subscribers and get as much money and, and uh, stay connected to their brand as much as possible. That's really all this, that content is for, um, regardless of how much you love the the films and TV that come out of those things. but. Um, for, for decades, I mean, the filmmaking industry has been kind of predatory and they've really taken advantage of people, um, people's bodies really to, to put it bluntly. Um, cause it's what I does is physical demanding work. Like, um, I was never. I was. I worked on union sets, but I was not part of a union myself. The work that I did, and the work that I did was very physical as well. But what they did was just as physical. I mean, I, I literally worked on a twenty-two hour day on one show. Um, never again did that happen. But a twelve-hour day on a set is is an easy day. You know what I mean? That's that's the that's like the standard right now. You know, people like our 12 hour a day. Oh man, we're wrapping early. And, uh, and that's just one aspect of it. You know, like a lot of times there's some of the demands they're asking for is like, I, they want a, a, at least over a 10 hour turnaround time, which means from the time you wrap, you get at least 10 hours to like, which still isn't enough. Cause you can't take care of like life things that you need to take care of. You just mm-hmm. have enough time to go to go home, sleep, get back up and head back to set. Basically, you know, they have a working lunch thing that they've been doing lately, which is unheard of, but I've never experienced that. Like you're just basically eating while you're still working. Um,
0: I'm assuming yeah, that's what you're... craft services is for. Like <laughs> it's like eating. while well, yeah, working.
1: like, like... So, yeah, like craft, like crafty is just there for like snacks throughout the day, you know, to keep you going. And then there's like lunch, which is an actual meal. You know, and a lot of times if you work past certain hours, you'll get like another meal time. But it's usually like the order pizza for everybody kind of thing. I Can't tell you much pizza I've had on set, but because <laughs> we definitely usually go over the time we're, we're supposed to be allotted. But uh, yeah, it's dangerous. I mean, there are people that have died or gotten terribly injured just from going home. I, like, literally, the show that I worked that 22 hour day on, two accidents happened we had one of my fellow PAs drove home and he flipped his car because he fell asleep at the wheel. Um, yeah. And he was back on set, like within a couple of days too. And um,
0: that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah.
1: yeah. like And like, it's... yeah. Our, our And then our, our sound mixer uh, cut his head open. Cause he was running to like get a battery for a, for a mic pack, you know, it was like the last thing of the day the sun was up again, like, you know, so this was insane. And he tripped and busted his head open on like his own work truck. And uh, I had to follow the ambulance to, to the hospital to make sure he was, you know, a okay. And he had to get stitches. And I actually saw him, he was on the green room set, you know, that was, that was the next time I saw him. And he was like, really like he, he and I had, had a better connection, even greater connection after that. But still it was like, that's that's what that's just a glimpse into like what some of these folks are having to deal with
0: that's like like that's why i'm just like i'm totally like i i, I feel like i'm like i've never worked on like 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 on those sets and put like my life at risk but yeah the things that what you just said like there like like you mentioned it it's just like these companies coming in like the money is coming involved like yeah like before mm-hmm. it's like like when like early on the podcast we're talking about like our love of movies and art and just like we just want to create and stuff like that Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. now with this whole i'd say like 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 uh, everything that's going on like here is like there's there's money getting involved and like i yeah like i am like i i love money as much as the next person that makes my life (laughs) easier but I feel like whenever money gets involved, that's when you just get, that's when problems start arising. Yeah. And it's like, especially
1: when you're talking about humans, you know, Mm -hmm. human beings that make, make the stuff that we love, you Mm -hmm. know, and and what's been great though, is there's been nothing but an outpouring of support for IATSE from the DGA to, to the, the, uh, screen actors guild, all the other unions and all the other guilds are totally backing them, which Mm -hmm. puts, you know, puts the AMPTP in, in, a, in a corner and um, well, rightfully so, because they've, they've had a great run for so long mm-hmm. from it's time that they give these people what, what they need, which is a basic human, I mean, it's almost borderline human rights kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and just decent working conditions and basic work-life balance, which you don't have when you're working on a film for right. a tv show so
0: it just is everything you just described it sounded like everything that was going on like before like like just common labor laws like like back in the 20s yeah. when you have like oh yeah five-year-olds working on the factory yeah, exactly. and, like, oh my god yeah was like
1: that on set too yeah like back then and then yeah. the whole the whole idea too is like the reason why it's gone on so long is because One, it's like you tell yourself like, ah, fuck, I can just, I just got to like, I just got to suck it up, you know, because I'm working and I'm working here, you know, I'm working, I'm like, working on this amazing, I'm on a movie, like, I'm in the film industry, blah, blah, blah. It's like you tell yourself those things to keep going. But in reality, it's like, yeah, that's great. And like, don't get me wrong. I love, love doing that. I love creating and love working on film sets. And I love that. And the people are amazing. Um, but there is this dark side to it that is finally getting out to everybody. And it's not new. Like I said, it's 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 been happening for decades. Mm-hmm. Um and IATSI's finally finally fed up, you know, and the, and they they're rightfully so. So hopefully it'll go to I think, you know, I think a strike would be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, we can, and it's not like we're not going to see like new content, new films or TV shows because there's stuff that's been in production, you know, that's, that's going to like eventually be released. And like, there's a lot of films and stuff that are finished that we're going to see. And, mm-hmm. and there's like a whole thing with like streaming that's different too. That's not necessarily affected with IATSE, which that, that news just came out about how that, those details work out. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of stuff we we talked about like black and white stuff earlier um and this is there's definitely a lot of gray in this you know there's a lot of nuance to it, and it's it goes beyond just like um goes beyond just like striking and getting and getting what they're what they are due. It's just a lot of a lot of stuff so um, well, hopefully a positive. Th- Part of a positive outcome will, will happen.
0: I think what what I get like m- mainly from like what you just said there is that stand with th- stand with your artists, your fellow artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like stand with like the creators, the people that like make it, not the yeah. people that are gonna see a return on it. And it's like exactly like we sh- like artists have every right to get like that return like see some of that some of some of those billions and billions of dollars that these streaming right. services are are coming back because yeah i don't know about you but like when like when i watch a movie like on streaming or like i go to the theater like i mm-hmm. like people always this is why i go to movies alone it's uh, just because right. i always have to like i watch the credits until yep. everything well, rolls
1: I'm, yeah i knew exactly you were going to say that because i do the exact same thing i stay for the credits regardless if it's a Marvel film, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know,
1: like I stay, you know, But and part of it's just because like, I'm just fascinated by, look at all these people that did this. Like, it's insane. They all had their little part to do Mm -hmm. and no one part was more important than someone else's. Like I always equate it to work, to be on, so I was deployed on aircraft carrier a few times And it's it's a very similar scenario as working on a film. Like, there's all these different departments. You have your 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 role, and we all have this one main goal to get the ship to complete its mission. You know, and to get the film made, basically, is what it is. And like, we we used to like give each other shit on 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 the ship about like, oh, without my my job, without like I was an avionics technician. I'm like, without avionics technicians. Nothing would get fixed on the planes, blah blah blah, and then our mission would be done. But then but the thing is like without anyone's job on the ship, nothing would get done anyway. So it's like everyone's job is just as important, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh and that's the way it is on set. Like you need every single person working on in those that so you see on those credits in order to get that that film made. So it's it's important.
0: And and that's what I just find incredible just about just film in general it's just like 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 you said it's like if that key key grip wasn't there like buying yeah, the right. tracks for like the for for the dolly is that what they do i'm i'm i'm, I'm going off yeah the so, top there's, of my head. so there's, so there's <laughs> a
1: dolly so like a key grip is like in charge of like a lot of the other grips mm-hmm. and um but yeah grips do deal with like dolly track and so they, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're like the dolly grips and stuff so mm-hmm.
0: yeah, they yeah. do that but
1: but, um, yeah no you're right without without those guys and girls without those those grips doing that work like nothing's happening you know right
0: like, exactly There's no rigging
1: there's no nothing so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
0: but brian i love talking to you uh yeah man this, this has been really this, great yeah it's been this real has natural been, and just yeah this has been so much fun like you're such a, like a like a nice human being uh Thanks, and man. just I
1: appreciate that dude I, and, I i just want to say thank you for having me on like i was really humbled and honored to be here so no oh, thank you
0: no problem I, c- I can always nerd out with people about movies yeah and just like the process <laughs> and stuff like that and that's totally. that, that's what i love about your tiktok too because it's like you like i love that you do your movie reviews but like we've already mentioned like the lighting series that you're doing and then i love the little videos that pop up where you're like oh this is what this is what this is. This is what this is called. And it's like, yeah, cool. I, I, no, I, I love just, hearing that, man. Yeah. I just, I just love like uh, all the content you push out. Uh, and uh, this is, this is where I give you the floor. Like where can people follow you on the, on the internet?
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much, man. I just want to say too, like it's been really cool connecting with you and like seeing your, you grow, seeing your content evolve. has been really great. Um, like just the little, james bond series that you're doing oh. <laughs> has been really awesome you know so it's it's really cool because i've seen all those movies you know but it's always mm-hmm. great to see it from a, from someone who's watching it with fresh eyes too you know because like it's been years since i've seen a lot of those and
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh yeah keep it up man it's been it's been cool to see and can't wait to see what else we get from you um oh, but yeah you can yeah no yeah thank you um but you can check me out on tiktok at all the movie things that's really the only platform i have right now i've i've toyed with the idea of of youtube again but but also we do have a twitch stream where we do a weekly show um called the real study and that's i think it's twitch slash real study you can find us there and it's always at sundays at seven pacific time and we just kind of like review um like previous movies and uh the current like tv shows and a lot of times too we we ask our like audience what they want us to review. So a lot of times the movies we review seem like kind of out there. So that's why we have like really random movies we watch, but, um, but yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will just like to add, like, I've been to one of those streams, a couple of them and like, they reviewed the last witch hunter yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I would say that your guys's reaction were just right. Was right at my alley. <laughs> so, That's
1: awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah.
0: That was a yeah. tough one. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a fun show. But uh, yeah, thanks, dude. Appreciate
1: but yeah, um uh,
0: But yeah, always appreciate you, Brian. And uh, thanks, man. Thank you, you too, Marley. Thank you for uh, gathering around the water cooler, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week.
1: All right. All right. See ya.